Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. The dating scene is never easy, but it's particularly hard if you are an introvert and get in your head a lot. Putting yourself out there and dating as an introvert is kind of the opposite of what you'd like to be doing, like sitting on a sofa in your quiet apartment or wearing sweatpants and getting lost in a good movie or football game. You know, dating can be hard for introverts in a few different ways. I mean, first, meeting new people can be more of a challenge since introverts don't prefer to put themselves in social situations. It's not like you wake up and say, "Ooh, I can't wait to like hop in a party, especially where you have to meet a lot of new people. And if you're an introvert, you may also take more time to trust, which often means that your relationships might move at a slower pace. You're kind of like slower to warm up, even when you're meeting people for the first time. And I want to just kind of give you some aspects of introvert dating that may get your brain spinning with indecision and worry. So that might include how you navigate dating apps. Um, how you read people. And that might be even confusing to you, like the signals that are being sent out, whether to make the first move, whether to offer to pay, what to talk about, what to do on dates, how, how much to share, whether to have the talk about where you stand, like all of those things might be firing in your brain. And if you think about it and really listen to that list, they're all future focused worries. So you overthink hypotheticals. Introverts also do a lot of post-mortem overthinking. (laughs) And so if this really sounds like, yeah, I want you to um, pay attention to this because you might dissect a conversation with surgical precision, examining every sentence and facial expression, right? That could be you. You wonder, did I say the right thing? Did I come across too aloof? Did she notice I don't have a stellar body? So. You might, on top of worrying about the future, you also are trying to predict and assume what other people are thinking and feeling. That's also a very common thing. So all the ruminating can be absolutely exhausting. That's why introverts just find socialization exhausting. And this is a big problem because you're drained. You might be overwhelmed. And then now you throw dating on top of it. That that just seems like you want to, again, throw in the towel and watch a movie. But here's the thing. Like traditional dating, like many other social activities, wasn't designed with introverts in mind. It often involves so many things that make introverts want to run for the hills, like noisy bars, small talk, rushed intimacy. But if you want to find love, then you're going to have to get out there and meet people. And this means stepping outside your comfort zone. And If it's you, I want you to listen to just a few tips that you can get started to stop that overthinking when you're dating. The first thing is to stop meeting conditions. And what I mean by that, like overthinking causes introverts to fall into a pattern of meeting conditions. This means that instead of taking the one usually scary action that will get you a date, you do a bunch of other things that seem important 
but ultimately won't get you anywhere. You know, for example, you might tell yourself, I have to get a new wardrobe. I have to pay off the debt. I have to see a therapist. I have to get a new car. I have to lose 10 pounds. And and then you'll do all those things. And then, then you're just in analysis paralysis, you know, because I mean, all those things are really good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I preach getting a new outfit. I love when people get new cars to build confidence. Like that's all good. But it also could stop you from the very thing that you're trying to work towards. And that is just getting you a date. The most direct route to getting a date is to just ask, (laughs) right? I know that sounds simple, but it could be really challenging if you're an introvert. The second thing, and the seventh tip that I want to mention is to lean into that discomfort. The truth is that if you want to break a pattern of loneliness and find love, there absolutely will be discomfort involved. And as I always say, no one really changes in a state of discomfort, but not in the way that you might think. So the discomfort usually has to do with breaking a pattern that your ego masks as safety. So for example, if you normally hide and deny your attraction, you endure the discomfort of letting it be known, right? So instead of playing it cool, you open up and by saying how you feel and practice vulnerability, something like that. Like, I really loved our conversation and excited to get to know you more rather than holding back. As an introvert, you can date, flirt, and open up to love on your own terms. And you really don't need to be an extrovert to do that. The third thing is practice grounding before, during, and after any kind of socialization or dates. So one of the hardest things about being a introvert and in your head, quite honestly, is that it takes you out of the present moment. So you are ruminating and you're worrying about what is next rather than what is. So grounding is an exercise where you focus on the present moment and what is definitely happening in and around you. So like using your senses to facilitate the grounding, what is smelled, tasted, touched, seen, heard in that very moment. Because being aware of what else is happening around you gives you the context of what is happening. And then that can dissipate some of the anxiety of what's going to happen next. I have a whole social engagement formula that I teach people and how to get out of their heads and into the present moment where they're really connecting people. So enough of my little babble. Uh, Today, I have an awesome guy on the line, and he is struggling with putting himself out there. He's done a lot of work on himself, but he is an introvert. He is an overthinker. And while he has been working on it and feeling more confident as he practices it, he still feels he is getting in his own way for different reasons. And I can't wait to help him even more and give him some ideas to get over some of these self-imposed hurdles and constant analysis paralysis. <laughs> so welcome, Evan. Are you there? Hey, Kimmy. How's it going? How are you? I'm great. Thanks. It's so good to have you on here. I mean, I've I've known you for a little bit. I mean, attended some of my workshops. Um, I haven't really specifically coached you specifically, but that's why I wanted to hop on here because I think some of the things that at least we've talked about on just your breakthrough calls, I think a lot of people can relate to. So thanks for coming on. Hey, no problem. I'm I'm happy to be here and uh, looking forward to it and defending introversion. 
<laughs> defending introvert. Well, I'm not going to lie. You just have such a great radio voice, doesn't he? You listening? He has like an amazing voice. So hopefully you'll have your podcast after this. Um, Hi, ladies. Yes, yes, yes. So tell, I mean, I just went, you know, high level, some of the general stuff, but maybe if you can just walk everyone through, you know, your dating experiences and some of the stumbling blocks that you've had and where you are now. Well, um, a lot of it had to do with just kind of my own self-confidence. Um, mm-hmm. Once upon a time, everything was fine. I was still an introvert, uh, very social. That's a common mistake people think is, oh, you're introverted. It means you're shy. Not in my case. I just like to keep myself to myself. And unless I'm engaged in a one-on-one conversation and I'm able to go deep, you know, because yeah, that's, that's what cool. is exciting. And that that's what's interesting. That's what's intriguing is that, okay, actually conversing, getting to know somebody with dating. Um, we do play by extrovert rules in the dating world, though. So that is a big challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, figuring out how to balance the two with like what we need for ourselves as introverts, but then managing the energy to mm-hmm. to play the extrovert game when yeah. we need to <laughs> and uh, because, because we do have to you know it, it it's a compromise i mean at the end of the day that's what relationships are <laughs> anyhow right 100 percent. um but for for me where i really kind of lost it was i had bell's palsy um a number of years ago and i was one of the small percentage where instead of everything going back to where it was turns into synchronesis Mm -hmm. and that means like okay i i I like to tell the story if anybody's seen the goonies you know and they break the the statue in the beginning and they glue it back together wrong and they're like oh no that was mom's favorite piece she's gonna notice Mm, i remember that yeah it's kind of like that you break a lamp you glue it back together it's it's the lamp it's there but it's not yeah everything isn't quite where it should be Mm -hmm. um so a lot of that was you know that had an impact on my confidence um because it impacted how i communicated not just uh verbally um but non-verbally as well because i i still don't emote the same way and i i do like to deadpan humor and uh, use a lot of facial expressions to convey that mm-hmm. which <laughs> now I, I i can't do the same way i did so i have had to adjust for that and and find a, a new style uh so to speak but that was a hard thing to overcome and uh as a result like when that happened, I just kind of like, you know what? I had a good run. I can, I can be done now. And and I I don't need to deal with this. You know what? You don't like going out anyway, just pack it in, stay, stay home. And, uh, I ended up gaining a bunch of weight. And then there was that moment where I'm like, this isn't who I actually am. And I'm like, this, this has got to change. And so it's been that road of, getting back to not just like where I was, 
mm-hmm. uh, like emotionally with myself and, and my confidence, but like, I've, I've gotten better with that. And even though like, you know, and I've, I've done work to get the symmetry back in, in my face, which has been re- remarkable changes over the last year of that, uh, which has really surprised me, uh, just doing self-hypnosis on it. But, um, I would say I'm like more confident than I was even before it happened, but I still have that, that roadblock of overthinking. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I think that's such a big part of the story. Right. And I know, I mean, whether it's getting ill or suddenly getting in a car accident, like there's things that happen in, in people's lives that, it's like throwing a curveball, you know, where oh yeah, it was like, on, you know, on top of everything, then then you had that to deal with. But what I love, it's almost like a you know hero's journey story with yours is is that not only have you learned to overcome it, but in some ways you're better. So I want to like kind of circle back to that because there's there's a lot of layers here. Um, I wanted to take you back to before you got the Bell's palsy when you were you said, well, everything was kind of going along his plan that you were still an introvert, you know, but what was happening back then and how was the introversion and overthinking like affecting you with your dating life before that happened? You know what? Had you asked me this a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. I would have given you a completely different answer. Mm. But now I can see like there was a, a very negative effect. (laughs) yeah not leaning into it because it's like you know what i'm ending up in these like toxic relationships how is that happening and it was just by kind of like not going after what i really wanted Hmm. because i was just kind of hanging back and being like okay yeah i'm introverted all right yeah let's talk okay this sounds good and running with that instead of like, you know, really going for things. I'm and this uh, is yeah, this is really important what you're saying right now. Right. So meaning that you would attract like women who were kind of maybe the initiators, overbearing, controlling kind of thing. Um like how yeah, tell you me could say that I would say like uh, uh BPD. NPD uh, kind of types. <laughs> and for those of you listening who don't Very know what that is, yeah, like those are like the borderline personality disorders. Like, so people who are more takers. Yeah. Overall, like, I guess we can summarize it that way. Got it. Yeah. And, and like I said, you know, at the beginning, super fun. Right. And, and exciting until that term happens. And then you're in the middle of it and you're wondering what the hell just happened. Uh and uh and then that has an effect on you too Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. then it's like okay well what now and then you end up repeating that same pattern again and uh yeah it it took a lot of kind of like okay why Mm -hmm. why do i keep going going for this and what am i doing Mm -hmm. here and 
a lot of that was just kind of that being more quiet. Yeah. I guess would would draw them because they they would view introverts as a target. Yeah, I, okay, yes. Wait, wait, a question on that. So what so the introversion like in you were kind of more quiet and then meaning that maybe you would be more reactive than proactive in the way that you would interact with women so that if women showed interest and they were exciting and um, seemingly in the beginning kind of like charismatic, that would kind of hook you. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that, you know, reactive is is a perfect description for it versus proactive. Mm-hmm. And, when, and, and when we're reactive... No, no good's going to come of that. <laughs> ah. What? Because that also is tied to maybe like your self-worth. Like back then too, where you, did you have kind of that lower self-worth and you were just excited when a woman liked you? Was that part of it? Uh, it wasn't so much that. Like I never had trouble meeting women. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like getting dates never a problem but like a a decent relationship Mm -hmm. like something that would kind of stick and feel right that was i think that definitely was some of the kind of self-worth issues in there and also like this feeling of oh i have to put myself in some imaginary box that i picture society making for us mm. they're like oh now now you do this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now 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 you do that this is how things go this is how to operate in in this extrovert world kind of thing i wouldn't i wouldn't blame extroverts on it but just uh yeah <laughs> you, you, you know like we we have that that idea yeah, yeah, no, how things are supposed to be, right? And like, what are the rules I'm playing by? And mm-hmm. and in that, um, so it's like, okay, well, yeah, I'm you know, get you, you, you graduate college now, what get married, yeah, even if that person isn't right for you, mm. and, but but it's like, oh, well, this is what you're supposed to do now, right? You know kind of following that which is again a reactive kind of thing versus creating your own reality correct yeah are you kind of like or at least back then were you more of like a people pleaser and a caretaker and you really like kind of put others first before you probably a lot more than i realize Mm -hmm. but um Yeah, I also think I was just kind of a selfish idiot too. Um, but I mean, you get six of one, half a dozen of the other. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where where did some of that come from? Like you know, like growing up, were you kind of like that kid who 
just had to deal with stuff himself and kind of please your parents. Like, I don't know. Like, I was just wondering, cause I, I don't know much about your upbringing. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, it, it's funny. You, you mentioned this uh, So get a little, little personal. I don't mind, but, um, like a, a number of years ago, there was a, this woman that absolutely broke my heart and I could not get over it. And I couldn't figure out why. It, it it didn't make sense. Like every other relationship I had, it's like, you know, I mean, it always hurts, but this was like a different kind of thing that left this trail of destruction. Mm. It seemed like through everything else where it's like, I just couldn't open myself up emotionally to anything good after that. And if I did, it would be like, Oh, I need to run away from this. And it wasn't until I, I I was really surprised I didn't make this connection because everything was 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 good. This was a serious thing. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna move in together, we're gonna get married, all all this stuff. And then just one day, boom, out of the blue. And it goes back to to me attracting like the MPD types, mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. Turned out she was. I didn't didn't realize that until years later either. Um, but I, I I couldn't get over that. I couldn't figure out why. Because it made no sense of when the end of that relationship happened. Mm-hmm. And then when when I I somehow ended up, I'm like, okay, well, what is it? there? It's this feeling of grief of 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 loss that came out of nowhere, and it's like I was able to trace that all the way back to when I was seven and my dad died all of a sudden. So there was this, you know, this pain, this grief in the past, this like all of a sudden somebody you love is just gone. Yeah. And, and maybe you think in, in that case, you know, the death of a parent, but then it's like, you don't realize that like, you know, 20, 30 years later, you'd play in that same chord mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in a completely different area that seems completely unconnected, but it's still like pressing on that same exposed kind of nerve, yeah. which is good because then it allows you to go, okay, well now I need to work on this. I, 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 I thought there, there was work done. Nope. There's more to be done there. Mm. So well, I think that definitely played yeah. an impact mm-hmm. on it. And, uh, Kind of growing up, I, w- I was just kind of on my own, kind of grew up in a rural area. There weren't many people around. Mm. So I just, I did my own thing. And I, yeah. I got used to just doing things myself. So I think that's kind of where the introversion sort of came from. Yeah. Yeah, that no, those are two big pieces that I think have a strong connection. And just a quick question, like how was mom after dad died and like just in relation to, you know, how she was with you, how she handled it? Uh probably not well. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it was more of just kind of like, yeah, this happened, keep your head down, carry on kind of thing with her so um definitely not 
a healthy way of processing kind of grief and loss in my family. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like you wouldn't know it. Uh, as a kid, it's just kind of like, okay, why is everybody acting so weird? Yeah. Why am I weird for being upset? Yeah. And then maybe kind of, kind of suppressing that more than you should instead of letting it go. Mm-hmm. Well, Heather, I just want to make a connection. I don't know if you've, if you've thought about this or have, but I think it's, it's really important to like maybe some of the sticking points that you're having now is that. You know, when a child experiences, first of all, a big loss like that, like a death of a parent is a big loss. And then on top of it, not really having anywhere to put it in ways of like expression. And then like, you know, the the parent figures that are left or people around you aren't talking about it either. You're left to deal, first of all, suppress it, deal with it on your own, but also guess what other people are thinking and feeling. And so a lot of times like overthinkers, like when you're like looking to read a lot of people, a lot of times it's because there was this sense of not knowing, you know, early on, it it was almost like you were trying to guess how people were feeling and then navigate that on your own. And so fast forward to now, you know, you're probably really good at observing and looking at people and trying to, I mean, even like with what you do for a living, you have to. And that's, that's something that is actually can be a beautiful skill. It's like a hypervigilance. Oh that, yeah. That it, forms, it, right. It, 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 it used to be hypervigilance for sure. Uh-huh. I, I would, I would drive myself crazy with that until <laughs> I'm like, no, this is, this is a superpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, but it was, again, becoming proactive versus reactive to it. Exactly. And and learning how to harness it. And and I mean, that's exactly how I got this line of work. Yeah, no, totally. And and it even relates to the women that you were attracted to. And yes, because I'm like, what is going on? here? Yeah, well, I I haven't seen this before. And, and, And then it's like. Well, this is kind of familiar. All right, let's see where where, where's this going. <laughs> well, and think about you know people who are on you know like kind of that borderline spectrum or or it just create a lot of excitement when you're first meeting them. Guess that's attached to emotions, right? So there's emotions yep. that come from that. So they're like, this feels really good, and it's a false sense of what like um, an emotional connection is. Yeah. But when you've never experienced before. It's it's your brain's way of trying to make sense of, oh, so this is what what it should be. This is what love is. This is what attraction is, you know, so you were like kind of learning that along the way. And I just think this is really important to talk about before even, you know, the Bell's palsy happen. That that was part of the, you know, challenge in the history. And so it's a, a, a big part of it is I mean, that's exactly it. And like you were saying, talking about grounding. Yeah. yeah. When when that happens, it would be like, you know, like like the one woman I, where you know I'll go into something, I'll, yeah, completely grounded, you know, right there in, in my center, and then when that the the love drugs kick in, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, it, it, you lose that because yeah, it is like this floating feeling, and you don't realize when that happens that like that's not how it should be. 
you should be mm-hmm. able to ma- maintain your grounding and feel really good about it. <laughs> yes. But when it's, when it's too much like one, where it's like, you do just feel like you're on drugs and it's like, get the hell away. Exactly. Exactly. But always well, maintain your grounding. Mm-hmm. Most important thing. Well, and what's so great about you is that you've done the work, like, and I can hear it, like you've made connections and you've actually overcome so much, like you're so resilient and even have turned, you know, your challenges into wins and gifts, quite honestly, Um, just in a lot of the things you're saying, even with the Bell's palsy, you're finding that you're even better. So where are you at right now and what challenges are you having? Right now I'm, um, kind of looking to start dating again, like Mm -hmm. more seriously. Um, Challenges, I would say would be meeting people. (laughs) Ah, still. Okay. (laughs) Um, Like, uh, because I I am an introvert and, uh, you know, and and I'm self-employed and my work is a lot to me. And, and it also, you know, it takes a lot out of me too. So I'm not necessarily in the right energetic kind of place to you know then go out and have a night on the town yeah do you mind- i don't want that to to interfere with my kind of morning routine that leads me to having a great day yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the following day well just for the listeners do you mind sharing what you do I'm a hypnotherapist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, there's so many people out there who are just helpers, right? Like whether you're a teacher, a therapist, a counselor, anytime you're working with people and you're helping people, it can be an energy suck, right? Like that's real. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it, it's, it's a suck, but oh, it's I not mean, for it, you. Okay. It, 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 I mean, it definitely takes a lot out of me, but it, it's, feels good so you then know? how is it, it, interfering? it, 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 it it's it's like a like a workout okay but how is it interfering then with meeting people after like a, a a day of working with clients getting big changes it's like i'm feeling good it's like right now i'm like i'm i'm exhausted <laughs> i'm just going to well, lay okay, down on so, the couch do my right. own grounding and kind of go out the other way is when I, if if I'm just out and about and I meet somebody, it, then it's like, okay, well, this person is a potential client. They, they could use my help. <laughs> it's like, right. do I want to date them or do I want to help them? A client <laughs> or a date? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then they're figuring that out. And mm-hmm. by, I know your pain. I know your pain. Yes. And, and by doing so, you know, the, that window for either close <laughs> Yes. Okay. So got it. So, um, now with that, okay. So you have that first, is that that dynamics going on? And now how is the introversion also affecting you with meeting people? Um, well, again, like, like I said, the, the introvert thing is really how we gain our energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's taking that time for myself when, uh, instead of, getting it from being around people i mean it's like if i go out with with friends somewhere there will be that kind of that charge you mm-hmm. know that comes really quick because i mean it is it's a spectrum right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even introverts have the uh extrovert tendencies now and then 
Yes. Yes. Okay. But, but then like that drop off needs more recovery time. Um, so that's one way. And then it's just kind of like, if I'm going someplace, I'll go someplace with a purpose, you know, and I'm not, I'm, I'm in my own little world and I might see, see a, a attractive woman on the street. We make eye contact, smile or something, but because I'm an introvert, I'm like, well, I'm going to stop her in a crosswalk and say something that doesn't feel congruent. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, all right, well, <laughs> what else are you going to do? Yes. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, it's harder when people are moving targets. Like that pass by is harder mm-hmm. than like when you're stationary with a purpose. Absolutely. And that's for anybody, I think. Um and well, I, I don't want to just yeah. go meet people at a bar. Like I, I just I don't enjoy that anymore. Okay. Well, I have some ideas, but before that, I just have a couple other questions. You know, just like kind of logistics. Is that how on average often are you going out, first of all? And are there days where you don't have to work, where you could really just kind of clear space so that you have that kind of energy to do so? Um, I'm trying to, to go out more around like once a week now. When you um, say try, what does that mean? I'm making an effort. It might be like once every couple of weeks, but. Okay. So that yeah, we the, gotta the, the, the intention <laughs> is, okay. is, is there to, to actually be out in the world more. Um. Okay. And then when you do make it out, where do you go and where do you feel the most like comfortable and successful? Oh, that's a good question. Um, usually I might just go to, to a bar with a couple friends and, uh, when, when I'm being more proactive about that and just kind of maintaining those relationships. But didn't then, you just didn't you and just then if I meet you're... somebody then yeah right you know <laughs> not opposed to striking up a conversation um but part of that is just because I, I that's what I know that's where I I I know to go that's what what we oh would do. okay wait but didn't you just say that you're not that you don't like the go, to going to the bars not so much no and not no. not not the <laughs> ideal place for meeting people. Okay. So that's a problem, right? Like here you are the one place that when you do go out, you're going to where you don't even like. So, or, or I'll, I'll, I'll go out. I'll go for a lot of walks around the beach and stuff, but that's just me going for walks. Right. That's not, that's moving targets. Okay. All right. So that's okay. And then, um, the third question I have is, do you have any hobbies, passions, fun stuff that you're doing outside of work? I mean, I, I would say my work is all of that too. Um, but let's see. Uh, God, not so much anymore. Mm. I really think about it. Um, I do stuff with, with my daughter. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, reading. So these are like, three areas where I think you could really kind of change things for you. And what I love about what I'm about to tell you is that it's putting you in a state of being proactive than reactive. 
because like going back to your history, the problems kind of started there, right? Like where, you know, you, you didn't have a chance to learn how to have your voice and go after what you wanted and, you know, be in that state of assertiveness and speaking your voice, you know, right. So I think if we planned out some things in a proactive structured way, not only would that empower you, but it would also provide opportunities where you feel more confident to get traction here. You know, so does, wait, does that make sense before I go into oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like the first thing is you kind of tipped your hat on, you're like, well, I try to go out once a week. And you know, this as a, as, as what you do for a living that, you know, what we say out loud yes. is exactly kind of like what's happening in your life and what you're making happen. So the trying part is the problem. I have, now, I have succeeded in the past month of doing that. Okay. That's great. And, and what has made it happen for you? Like what, what made it successful in doing that in the past month? I won't meet anybody sitting at home. Having a conversation with yourself about that. Okay. That's probably. (laughs) Okay. So here, great. No, awesome. Like I always say, like, let's, let's deal with what works, you know, and then Mm -hmm. just expand on it. So I would write on a piece of paper that statement. I won't meet anyone sitting at home. I would like literally like in post-it notes, I would put it everywhere that you see it on your computer, on your refrigerator, like make some visuals for yourself as like little like signals and reminders. Secondly, I want you to put on the calendar that pick a time and a place or just a time and a day once a week where you're going to commit yourself to going out. Now, this could be, you know, and we're going to get to the second part of this, but I want to like come up with like places and situations where you're going to feel good because the reason also why a lot of introverts or just people in general don't go out is if you're going out to places that feel like not you or you're kind of forcing yourself or it's like, then there's dread attached to that. So no wonder you got to feel good about it in your body. A hundred percent. And in a place where like your tribe is, you feel confident. And, and so, um, and that's I would say, hard for introverts because we we tend to just be our own tribes. Yeah, no, right. Exactly, exactly. Well, I've even, I mean, I've joked, you know, even like introverts say they like to read and you said you like to read, but how can you make, make reading social? So you could create a book club, for instance. And oh my God, so many women love reading. So that could be an idea for you. But like, I'd love to find, and like, this is going to be the second piece. So the first thing is I want you to commit to one day a week where it's structured that you're not going to schedule a client you're not going to schedule anything else. This is going to be as important as like a business meeting for you or a client where you are making time to go out because you, you, you gotta like kind of structure it that way. So is there like a day of the week that you could commit to doing that? Yeah, probably say it out loud so we can. Yes. No, but what day? Like, I really want to know. Oh, oh, (laughs) 
I, I would probably change that week, week to week, but um, there's definitely one day a week where I could do that. Okay. And as long as you, you know, and I would just do it in a consistent way in a consistent time. So for instance, for ideally school, Mondays or Fridays, but um, I, I would Fridays is probably going to be easiest. Oh, I would say Fridays for sure. Because you also have to be strategic. Like, yeah. Singles aren't really kind of going out necessarily unless it's at the market. And that, that would be a place to go. That, to. That, that was the other thing. I'm like, okay, you know, on a, on a Tuesday night, you know, Tuesday. Oh yeah. Now I have time. Now I have some energy. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, well, I'll, I'll just go have a drink just for the, for the sake of, of getting out there and just seeing who's around. But it's like if you're going out like eight 30 at night on a Tuesday to a bar. I'm like, I'm probably not going to meet the kind of person I want to meet. A hundred percent. Yeah. So th- this all matters. This is part of like strategy. So, mm-hmm. okay. So we, so you're going to, I would say Friday, maybe at like five o'clock, if you're going to do happy hour, that's a great time for, you know, if you're, if you're over the age of 35, I highly recommend doing something earlier. So that's the first, um, the I'm second all about the early bird specials, uh, right? Like we, I, yeah. Like, cause <laughs> you know, the 20 year olds start coming out at, you know, eight or nine. And if you're 20 listening to this, like, that's awesome. Like that's a time in your life that you should be doing that. Good for you kids. Good for you. All right. The second thing is where you're going. So that's a big problem that you just said is that you're going to places that you don't really even like. Um, so what I would do places that I like, but aren't going to have like single people, single women. Yeah, but th- I think like, that- like there there is one bar that I absolutely love in my neighborhood. It's a okay. perfect vibe. That's where couples go. Yeah, I think what we need to do for you is I would take field trips and I'd explore different things. So like maybe on a piece of paper, just brainstorm a bunch of different kinds of places. And I would I would actually mix it up. Like I would do like one week, try happy hour, another week go to Whole Foods another week, do the bookstore since you like books. You know what I'm saying? Like put yourself in places also where women are. So going to Home Depot probably isn't a great idea <laughs> unless you want to meet other dudes. You know, I would tell women to do that. But like where, where are women? They're maybe in yoga classes. They're they're in cooking classes possibly. Now, actually, it's probably, you know, it's evening out these days. But do you know what I'm saying? Like start thinking strategically and I would vary it so it doesn't feel so exhausting. And there's a purpose for you because that's the thing. Like you told me that you feel more confident when there's a purpose and oh, not yeah. just like moving target. So that's the third idea I have is brainstorm different hobbies and passions that you like and start Googling different things in your areas. It could be a class. It could be you know, maybe something you just haven't seen in your neighborhood that's happening. Like, like if you're a wine person, maybe there's a wine festival or wine tasting thing happening, like whatever it is, start being very intentional with that. And I, I would just start there because then you're going in, in a more proactive way that will build your confidence and then just practice approaching women. Like I would just start really like, like that. And then from there, it might start happening for you. Okay. How does that all sound? Yeah, it sounds good. 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 I'm already thinking, I was like, all right, we'll just go to the mall. 
for instance. Yeah. yeah like, so, like I always say, no, nothing beats the mall. The mall, I mean. For, for food, fun, and fashion, the mall has it all. It has. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's where I love living, obviously, being a shopper. Like, I love hanging out at malls. And there's a lot well, At of, least I can get some walking in, if, if nothing else. Too. You can get some walking in. There's always, like, cute women who, like, are selling you things that you can talk to. You know, like, there's just a lot of practice even that you could do that'll that'll build your confidence so and then like i i'm just i i'm really confident that you're just going to continue in this area and because you have done the work i think you just need to be a little more intentional and practice being proactive because that that's your history, you know, and the more you can be proactive and express your wants and desires, you're going to attract a very different kind of woman too. I think you're right. So awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Are there any kind of last thoughts or, or words you wanted to share? Well, what are you doing this Friday? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that line before. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for the ideas. It's been great. Good, good. And thank you for listening. Joining me today. Of course, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to help overcoming your introversion and overthinking challenges with dating, relating, and flirting, or anything that has to do with socialization, hop on a call with me to see how I can help you become more open and available for love. Imagine just getting some ideas of breaking that cycle that maybe you've been dealing with for a very long time, even longer than you really had noticed for yourself. Just click the link you see in the show notes and book a private call with me. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. 